friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and I am thankful that you are joining me today. Today, we are going to walk through one way to look at and analyze your data from your Etsy shop and really look at how you're building your business and what kind of numbers and analytics you need to have in order to get the sales that you want from your shop. So what we're talking about here really is reverse engineering your success or reverse engineering your goal setting in order to be able to look at the goal that you have and work backwards to see what that looks like for the path that you're walking to get there or what the steps along the way are going to look like. A lot of times people will come to me with really big goals like, I want to create a full-time income, or I want to quit my job and stay home with my kids and replace the full-time income that I currently have with my Etsy shop. They will have income goals for what they want to use that money for, which I totally encourage you all to set. Like, I want to pay my car payment for my Etsy shop, or what mine was in the earlier days of starting my business was I wanted to be able to pay for preschool for my toddler. So whatever that goal looks like for you, and that's really individual and specific to your life, I am all about setting those hard, tangible goals for you to go after. If you have listened to the podcast for any length of time, or you are part of my Etsy Roadmap Facebook group, you know that I am super type A and I really like a list and I really like to goal set. This is where I really... um, shine. (laughs) So there used to be this kind of old school way of goal setting that talked about SMART goals. So SMART is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. And this was sort of the gold standard of the way that you should goal goal set or the way that you should um, define what you're going after. They should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Basically, it's a long-winded way of saying that the goals that you have for anything really, but obviously in this circumstance, we're talking about your business, the goals that you have have to be something that is data-driven intangible, really vague goals like I want to grow my shop or I want my business to be successful or I want to have more sales aren't a super effective way of setting a goal for your business. Because what does that really mean? How do you check that off of a to-do list? I want to grow my shop. If that's your goal, what does that mean to you? To what do you want to grow your shop? And right now, if you have three sales per month and over the course of the next six months, you grow your sales to four sales per month, are you happy with that? Because technically that is growing your shop. Technically, if you set your goal at growing your shop, then any kind of very small increase would be 
a growth of your shop, but I have a feeling that that's not really what you mean in your head, that if after six months you had four sales a month instead of three, in your mind, you would not define that as a success story. You would still feel like you wanted to grow your shop. That, that really doesn't achieve the goal that you're setting for yourself. So setting those SMART goals or those tangible goals is the, really the first step in goal setting to your business. Most of the time when people have those really intangible goals, it's just because they haven't thought all the way through to what that end goal looks like. So if they have three sales per month and they say, I want to grow my shop, I would encourage you to just keep asking the question, to what, to where? Where are you going with it? So if you say, I want to grow my shop, what do you want to grow it to? Well, I want to have more sales. How many more sales? Well, I want to have 10 more sales per month. Okay, there you have it. That's a tangible goal. So just keep asking yourself those defining questions that force you to narrow down that goal a little bit, make it more tangible. And most of the time that is going to include numbers, either numbers of sales or numbers of listings that you want to create or numbers of revenue that you want to bring in or profit numbers or whatever. So setting those tangible goals is the first step that you're going to work back from, but it's not the last step. From there, we're going to talk about how to reverse engineer what that end goal is going to look like and what kind of data or what kind of volume you need to have in your shop in order to reach those numbers bound goals that 10 sales a month or that $100 a month or you know I want to pay for preschool for my child okay that costs you know, $300 a month, or if you live in a higher cost of living place, it costs more than that or whatever, whatever that number looks like for you. So let's start off by saying that you want to have a $500 a month goal for sales in your shop. That is a totally doable goal and can definitely be achieved. So it is within the realm of possibility. Now we're gonna go through a lot of numbers right now. So this is kind of a data-driven podcast episode. <laughs> um, so if you are a visual learner like I am, I would really encourage you to download the worksheet that I have that goes along with this episode. You can find it at laurenkeplinger.com forward slash data. And you can download that. It will walk through these examples and it will also give you a worksheet that you can input your own numbers so that you can run this exercise yourself and work through how you're going to reverse engineer your own goals um, versus just these example numbers that I'm going through in this podcast episode. So we're going to start off with this $500 a month in sales for your Etsy shop. This is something that I think that anyone can achieve. So let's say in this example that you sell $10 items in your shop. Your average order value is $10. In order to make $500 in revenue, you're going to need to sell 50 items, right? Well, not really. And obviously this is an oversimplification of numbers, but we're gonna walk through what you really need to think about there. Because you're selling physical products, not all of the money that you're making is profit. So if your goal is to bring home $500 in profit, there's gonna be other expenses involved in what you're selling. So let's say your profit margins on these items or your average profit margin over the course of your shop is 60%. So now instead of 50 items, you're gonna to need to sell 83 items. 
to make $500 in profit, not just $500 in revenue. So 83 items would be $830 worth of products since 60% of 830 is $500 in profit. Okay, so we need $830 worth of sales in order to bring home $500 in profit. So how do we get there? Well, the only way to get there is to get more traffic to your shop. As we've talked about extensively in other podcasts about conversion rates, the standard conversion rate for a newer shop is 1% to 2%. That means that for all the people that come into your shop, only about 2% of them are going to decide to buy something from you. So two people out of every 100 people that come into your shop are going to decide to actually make a purchase. Okay, that's good to know for our data recording purposes and the purpose of this analysis. So how do these numbers help us with reverse engineering? Well, in order to think about how we're going to get to $830 worth of sales over the course of a month, we need to think about what kind of traffic we're going to be getting into our shop in order to have that many purchases. With a 2% conversion rate, as I said, we're getting two sales out of every 100 people that come into our shop. So in order to have 83 sales, we're gonna need to have 4,150 visits to our shop over the course of a month. Okay, so that sounds like a lot of traffic, right? And if you're struggling to get any traffic into your shop, that's probably a really daunting number. It's probably something that feels like it can't be achieved, but I promise you that it can. That is a lot of traffic, and it might sound like a whole lot of traffic if you are struggling with that piece, but over the course of a month that has 31 days, that works out to around 133 people per day visiting your shop. So that seems like a little bit more manageable, right? Now, if we can get 133 people in our shop on average every day, that should work out to about 83 sales per month, and we would be able to bring home about $500 after expenses in our shop. And that's how you reverse engineer your goal setting. Now, obviously, I'm saying this in a really peppy voice, and I understand that if you are struggling with a with lower sales or you're struggling to get any traffic, any views, any sales in your shop, that feels like it is a million miles away from where you are. And I understand that, and I understand that frustration, and I don't want you to think that I'm discounting it. You don't have to set your goal at $500 a month. If you are just getting started or you're you're in that place where you're not really sure how to get any kind of sales, you're struggling to have any consistency, don't set your goal to a place where you can't possibly achieve it. When we are looking at goal setting, part of that um, smart goals is realistic. So if you have $0 in sales per month or you sell on average, worth of products per month, don't set your goal at $830. You're setting yourself up for failure. So you want to set your goal incrementally higher than what you have achieved in the past. For instance, if you normally make one sale per month and you sell $10 items, perhaps next month you should set your goal for two sales. And maybe the next month after that, four sales and eight sales and 16 sales. It grows really rapidly when you have that exponential growth, which a lot of people do in my experience in my own shop and also coaching hundreds of students at this point. I do see 
exponential growth curves in shops. So it's not necessarily a linear process where like this month you sell one thing, next month you sell two things, the next month you sell three things. It's more like this month you sell one, next month you sell five, the next month you sell 20, and then you sell 60. Like it grows really rapidly, um, typically. Now, this is also the point at which I will say that some of those variables that we talk about within your shop really make a difference to those numbers. So let's have this same conversation, but instead of $10 items, which are pretty low priced items for Etsy or pretty low priced items in general, now let's say we sell $40 items. And instead of a 2% conversion rate, you have a 4.6% conversion rate. I'm pulling these numbers off of my own shop for this example, just in case you're wondering where I get 4.6% conversions. So they are not unrealistic and they are totally doable. Um, so instead of that $500 profit now that we're talking about with $10 items and 2% conversion, we have higher priced items and a higher conversion rate. For that same $500 in profit, which is really $833 in sales, now I would only need to sell 21 items at $40 each. Okay, well that feels a little bit more doable than 83 items. 21 is obviously a lot less than 83. And now since I have a 4.6% conversion rate instead of a 2% conversion rate, 4.6 people are buying from my shop for every 100 visits. So now I only need to bring in 456 people in my shop over the course of a month in order to have those 21 sales. If you divide that 456 by that same 31 day month, then I only need to have 15 visits to my shop per day to have a $500 profit month. Obviously, there are going to be a lot of variables within your own shop, your own profit margins, and also the price point at which you sell your products. But this is how you go through your data in order to look at what you need to work on in order to get where you want to be with your goal. What kind of data in your shop could use the most improvement? Is there sort of a breakdown point where people are not buying from you that's holding you back from meeting these goals? For instance, when you look at your data, do you find that you actually have plenty of traffic to your shop if only your conversion rate was 1% higher? Or perhaps you find the opposite. Let's say you have a 5 or 6% conversion rate, but the traffic to your shop is very low. Those are different problems and they're different things to work on. If your actual visits and views are really low, and your conversion rate is high, what that tells you is when people are able to find your products and they're able to, to see them in the search and they're able to get to your shop, they do like your products and they want to buy them. So a high portion of people are choosing to buy from you once they know that your product exists. However, if your traffic is really low, that's typically an SEO problem. So people like your products and they want to buy from you if only they can find you, but they are having trouble finding you, so you're just simply not getting enough traffic. If the opposite is true and you have a lot of traffic and a very low conversion rate, let's say you have a 0.5% conversion rate, 
what that's telling you is actually your SEO is pretty good. People are finding you and they're finding your pro- your products and they're clicking on your listings, but when they click through to your products, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like your products. Usually what it means is there's a breakdown in communication for what you're selling and they don't completely understand what they're getting or there is some sort of barrier for them deciding to buy. So maybe that means your description is really confusing or maybe it means that your pictures don't really show exactly what they're getting or maybe you have really high shipping costs and they're they are clicking on your product, they're liking your product, but they're deciding not to purchase once they see those shipping costs. There's a variety of things that can hold back your conversion rate, and I will link in the show notes to an entire podcast episode that I did similar to this one. It's like a mini training about conversion rates. So when you're able to look at your data and you're analyzing the numbers for your shop, you can begin to see where that breakdown is whether it is a problem with your SEO and your traffic, whether it is a problem with your actual sales and your conversion rate, or perhaps what you're finding is those are both really strong and maybe you need to raise your prices. You know, to go from $10 to $12 would be a 20% increase in your profits or, well, maybe not your profits, depends on what your profit margins are, but a 20% increase in your revenue which if that still allows you to be competitive in your market, that could be a significant increase in revenue that you're bringing into your shop. Another thing that you really need to know about your your shop across the board and your individual products that helps with this um, conversation is what your profit margins are. If you have absolutely no idea what your profit margins are for your products, that is something that you need to spend time really analyzing for your individual products and kind of across the board to have a general idea of what you, you know, if you have $100 in sales per month, how much of that are you actually bringing home? Now, I will say that profit margins are something that can change as your shop grows just because the ability to scale your shop or your ability to kind of have those built-in costs um, spread out amongst more sales allows you to have higher profit margins. For instance, if you're paying $10 a month in Etsy ad fees, but you only sell $10 a month worth of products, then obviously you are making nothing and you're actually losing money. But if you spend that same $10 a month in Etsy ad fees um, and you're selling $10,000 a month, then that becomes a very low percentage of your sales. So some of those fixed costs, even things like listing fees, um, or if you pay for Etsy Plus, some of those those fixed amounts become a much lower percentage, obviously, the more sales you have. So in looking at your profit margins, know that as your shop grows, some of those fixed expenses become less of an issue. You really wanna look at if, if you're selling, um, you know, physical products, not digital products, is kind of a different conversation because you don't have the actual product cost in there. But if you're selling physical products, you wanna look at what it actually costs you to make that product um, and what you have invested in that, in your material costs. 
as you're working through this exercise for your own shop and your own products, know that if any of the numbers in this example were to change one way or the other, it totally changes the picture of how that revenue is impacting you and how that profit is coming in. For example, going from a two to a 4.6% conversion is a huge change and significantly lowers the amount of traffic that you need to have come in the virtual door of your shop in order to meet your goals. Having a higher price point for some items is obviously helpful because you're making more money per sale. But oftentimes what we see is higher priced items have a slightly lower conversion rate because a lower priced item can be more of an impulse buy or something that people might buy multiples of. So that adds to the conversation about conversion rate as well. If you go from, let's say, a 60% profit margin to a 40% profit margin, it's obviously going to significantly change how much revenue you have to bring in in order to meet your personal income goals for your shop. Likewise, if you have digital products and you have, let's say, a 90% profit margin and the ability to scale almost endlessly, then it changes the conversation of how much you can grow your shop and also how much you can invest in things like Etsy ads to be profitable and how profitable that really can be. So knowing those numbers is absolutely the first step to being able to do this exercise and to know what that looks like for your individual shop. I know that a lot of people shy away from running the numbers. And honestly, a lot of time, the reason that people don't want to run the numbers is because either A, they are intimidated by it, or B, they're scared of what it actually looks like. They're scared to know that the products that they have really aren't profitable, or maybe they have products or like a product, a collection that they really love to make, but they're afraid that if they run those numbers and they actually face what the data looks like for those products, that they're going to find that actually those products are not profitable at all, and it's not going to work in a sustainable way for their shop. That is not to tell you, I am not here to tell you which products are going to work for you or which products are not going to work for you. And maybe this is a passion product for you and you don't care how much profit you make. You just want to break even regardless of what your goals are, whether you just want to break even or you want to bring home a five or six figure income after all of your expenses, you have to know your numbers. Even if you say, I don't care how much money I make, you don't want to be losing money. So you don't want to be giving things away for free or at a loss. You need to be able to look at your data and to face that fear and that overwhelm and to know, I promise you, it is not nearly as intimidating as you think it is going to be once you dive into it. Again, that worksheet that I have available is laurenkeplinger.com forward slash data. It will walk you through what we've talked about in this um, episode today, and it will also give you some of those guidelines to work through so that you can look at your own products, look at your own shop, and begin to dive into this piece of it. 
It is not the most glamorous. It is not the sexiest part of running a business, but I would argue that it is probably the most important and also can be one of the most transformative things about running a haphazard hobby business that's not actually bringing in any money or that you feel like you are the Tasmanian devil spinning around in circles, but not actually able to bring home any money at the end of the month. I found this to be true for myself for a long time because I kicked this can down the road for way longer than I would like to admit. And I, what I ended up feeling like was that there was never any money in the business. Like I wasn't really bringing home that much money. I didn't really have any money to upgrade my equipment and stuff because I was pulling all this money out of the business, but then it wasn't really making the kind of meaningful impact that I wanted it to because it, it was just kind of this weird in-between where I felt like I'm working really hard, I'm spinning around in circles, I'm busting my hiney, but it's not really doing what I want it to be doing. And I have talked about this a lot on the podcast before. It made such a difference to me when I finally sat down and said, okay, what what do these numbers look like? Where do I need to go with this? What am I actually doing here? (laughs) And having that reality check of what was working in my shop financially and what wasn't, and how I could improve those numbers to make sure that the time that I was investing in the products that I was making and the time that I was investing in this business was actually going to pay off for me. Regardless of what your goals are, whether it's to make a car payment or to make a preschool payment or to make a house payment or to make a bajillion dollars, having that information and that knowledge is only helpful. It's never going to be harmful for you to have a realistic, well-rounded grasp of what your business is actually doing and how your business is doing financially. I hope that this conversation and the worksheet available for download is helpful so that you can dive into reverse engineering your data and your numbers and really look at those facts and the hard, tangible information about your shop that can help you to move forward in your growth, build your business, and know what you need to do to take it to the next step. Don't forget to download that uh, worksheet that goes along with this episode, as I know that this has been really numbers and data heavy, which is hard to have, um, at least for me. I am not really an audio learner. I learn more visually, and I know that there's a lot of people out there who like, you got to see those numbers, you got to see that um, to be able to really understand what you're talking about. So I hope that you will download that worksheet, laurenkeplinger.com forward slash data, run those numbers yourself, war game them, play around with them, look at them in order to see what it looks like for your business, your products, and also your goals individually. When you have those hard numbers in front of you, you are looking at your stats to do this exercise yourself and really figure out what that path looks like to get you to where you wanna be with this business. 
Thank you for tuning in today. And I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. I would love to hear from you if you want to chat more. I am on Instagram at lauren.keplinger. And I would love to hear what your takeaways were from this episode or what you have found in running those numbers and looking at your data. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Maybe it's just something that you need to work on. And now you have that information. So I would love to hear from you on Instagram, lauren.keplinger. And you can DM me and let's chat. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.